What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. EaseWellness.com for the CBD. Ease.com. And as always, the promo code's ham. Yep, guy. And it's it's a hell of a deal. You get $20 off your first purchase. Over $50. Free delivery. Maybe I'm we're a little biased. I, I thought if I was just helicopter parent for the NFL and I just attacked this article... Some of the quotes for Derek were, to me, the most, you know, vitriolic. Is that a word? Uh, they, they were so negative. I mean, it was it was. Cool. You felt like, yeah. I mean, I it, there definitely felt like there was more than just a black and white evaluation of how a player plays behind some of those quotes, right? Yeah, because after guy that I read Carr, there was like Flacco and Jameis and Dalton. I was expecting, okay, here's the tipping point when it gets really ugly, right? The teeter-totter. Like, you start talking like 10 NBA, the top 10 NBA players. Once you get to like 12, 13, 14, you start bringing in a lot of their weaknesses. And that's where I thought we were kind of headed here in this quarterback hierarchy. It was like, oh, the, the, the machine guns are going to come out for Andy Dalton. And then I'm reading Andy Dalton, and it was like, you know, Derek, what if he would have started his career with the Seattle Seahawks? Like, they were being positive. I'm like, Jesus. The Dalton quote, so Derek was ranked 19th, uh, sorry, 20th. 20th. Jimmy G was 19th. The Andy Dalton quotes, well, we'll get to Derek's quotes in a second, but just li- if you, for, if, listen to Andy's quote. Andy's 22nd, okay, so he's two spots behind Derek. Here's some of his quotes. He's a tier three player, 365 days a year, said a defensive coordinator. Not bad, just is what he is. Then here's another one. Dalton was at his best in 2015 when the Bengals were at their best from a talent standpoint. Then another one. I was surprised how solid he seemed last year. Then another one. Dalton's like a streak shooter in basketball. Hot and cold. Here's another one. From an offensive coordinator. I think there's hope in this new scheme that it reinvigorates him. He's the classic jack-of-all-trades. Maybe master of none. He's athletic, but not great athleticism. Good arm, but not great. In the right scheme, you play good around him. There's nothing that he's lacking to get over the hump. And that, those are all Andy Dalton's quotes, three spots behind Derek on this list. But, guys, to, to me, this is the one that stood out. You love these hypotheticals, an offensive coach said. You say, okay, 
take Andy Dalton and trade him to Russell Wilson early in the career. So basically just flip-flop the two quarterbacks. What does that look like? We can't do that, but what if we were trying to do to get our minds wrapped around this exercise? What does this guy look like with all pieces around him? To me, I felt like this entire write-up leaned much more positive than negative. Would you agree? Yeah, it leaned not his fault that he's 22nd. Yeah, like the Bengals are fucked up. He, like, basically, to me, you read that, if you have a top 10 roster in the league and you get Andy Dalton, you're going to be in the playoffs and win some games. Like, I, I'd have confidence in him. That's that's the way I took it. And that's yeah. the way I, I honestly, I kind of look at him like that. So, let's, then he's also tier three, like Derek and Garoppolo are all, or tier three as well. We'll get to Jimmy next, but let's go to Derek then. So that we just read the quotes of a guy that's behind Derek on this list. Now, um, here is Carr, who, by the way, Sando has done this for a few years. In 2017, he was a tier, just inside the top number one tier, almost basically a tier two guy. Last year, also mid tier two. Uh, and now at the bottom of tier 2.9 puts him on tier three. So you're saying, you're saying after his MVP year, and I, I think we talked people in the league and just it was clear the article's being written. He was very, very highly thought of after that season, right? Yeah. People thought this is a young player whose ceiling is really fucking high. And it's it's taken a hard left turn after that, after he got shoved in the front seat of the uh, uh, of the flatbed, right? It's never been the same. I would say it started really flipping the back injury. I'm thinking of the back injury. Yeah, the back injury. Is that when it went viral for him crying? It was like, guys, he tore, he broke his back. And even Romo, remember, got his got his kind of defense. Back. Was like, I've yeah. had that suboptimal. Remember, it was a weird name, right? Subflex Trans-lux, or something. Trans-lux. But then even, but it was weird because Jack kind of called him out. Like, yeah. yeah, we thought he had a muscle strain. Why couldn't he come back? It was it was a it was a bizarre moment. Yep. All right, so let's read some of these quotes. Uh, first quote, kind of positive. Quarterbacks coach. It's tough when guys get stuck in bad situations. Carr has number two, tier two ability, but he's probably just a tier three right now. Okay, off to a fine start. Then Sando writes, Carr inspired three voters to cite specific plays they'd witnessed or heard about that they thought reflected poorly on his ability to lead the team. I'll read these, and then I want you to say why these are significant, John, because you had a great point on this. Voter number one, he throws one against the Chargers. Fourth down, he threw the ball away. Just gave him the ball. It was the darndest thing I'd ever seen. I think that drives Gruden, Gruden crazy, and he misses way too many throws. Would you agree that, that might be the worst play of his career? Fourth and five, yep. and just, just threw the ball yes. on the ground? Yep. Voter number two. Watch the last two minutes and 30 seconds of the game against Indy. He was just flinching in the pocket. They weren't even pressuring. It was like he conceded the game. And then voter three, the Chiefs game. He throws a pick six to the guy, Jared Cook, who isn't even running the route. It was, what the fuck? Okay, so there's three quotes. Okay, it just hit me. There is a chance that he has pulled these three voters that cited specific incidents and I read up until Derek, I read it verbatim, the entire article. Then I started skimming after that. I don't remember, besides like in the Super Bowl he was bad or kind of general, you know, takes specific incidents with any of these players. Like people aren't going, you know, 
Third quarter, Carson Wentz, he had this out route. Like it's this is kind of crazy. There is a chance all three of these guys are AFC West coaches. Because to me, they would be able to recite stuff like that just because you're game planning, you see a bunch of cross tape. That would be a possibility. I would say, though, the likelihood of these three guys being AFC West would be relatively smaller. So I'd say there's a decent chance, having been someone when Howie Roseman walks into the pro scouts, hey, right on the whiteboard, let's watch these seven players and do a breakdown. They are now on the trading block. This type of stuff happens right around the combine once all the GMs start talking to each other. And it's just, you know, players are on the trading block that aren't really on the trading block, but the teams would be open to it. And all these GMs are just exchanging ideas so you can get more of a deep dive in on the player. And with a quarterback, more than like a running back's less about, you know, in third day, you know, it's more just general stuff, catches the ball well. But with a quarterback, you need to break down situations, right? To me, this reads... Like, these coaches were given, hey, this guy might be available for trade. Let's take a deep dive and look at him, right? Because that, like, it wasn't that all three examples were the same game. Like, Derek had this one polarizing game This the entire league's going to remember. It was a Charger game, it was an Indy game, and it was a Chiefs game. God, I don't even remember two of the three of these moments. And, and I talk about, you know, Derek Carr for a living, partially. Like, I, I don't remember the Chiefs pick six. I definitely remember the Charger play. The Indy play, yeah, I don't, I don't remember that. But it's just, that that's, I think it's pretty clear. And then the next quote you're going to read, let's, let's call it what it is. You know, it, it, there was a moment where I think Gruden thought he might be able to get his hands on Kyler Murray. And if he was going to draft Kyler Murray, what would he have done with Derek? Derek would not have been a Raider anymore. You know, so, and I think both him and Jimmy... There's going to be a theme with these guys if they both go bad or if one of the two of them go bad. They have a combined $7 million of dead cap space. $7 million combined, guy. So if, if one of these guys shits the bed, if, if, if it goes weird for either one of these guys, because I see Raider fans doing it all the time, like when Florio brings it up, they will not be on the team next year. Again, it, it, would, it would have to go really bad for Jimmy. But Derek, I think it's safe to say if they go five and eleven, has a bad year. Do you agree he will not be a Raider next year? I do agree. I do feel obligated to say that the the clip, um, the clip says uh, they they cite specific plays they witnessed or heard about. The heard about thing throws me a little, but it, but. That could be as simple as they did deep dives and somebody, they're having the meeting, right? And the guy says, here's here's a play on Derek. I don't know what that means exactly. Because yeah, these are all I, I really ima- specific. I would imagine Sando doesn't want to get into a situation where it had been like, Derek's on the trading block because then that becomes a story in a story. This story yeah, is could simply be. about the quarterback tiers. It's an easy one to kind of preface it by that. Again, I, I, I do. I, I, this is just a theory of mine. I, I'm not no, even saying I think I'm it's right. A, yeah, I think it's a really good theory. I do remember the, I do remember the Cook one. And it was weird because I didn't quite know when it happened, not knowing the play really. Like, is that Cook's fault? Like, it was one where Cook was always like he was out there blocking, didn't turn around. Oh, yeah. And it was to the sideline, and the guy just – the ball was coming. Cook wasn't looking. He picked it off and took it to the house. Sorensen. So, I, I, I remember that now. Was that week 17? Uh, Maybe they, they played him a lot earlier in the season. Was it? I don't know. Where where was that second game? Was that? I think it was in Oakland. The pick. You see, that's what maybe my memory's fading. 
But I, by the time the Raiders were maybe well it was, I, I wasn't know. quite as locked yeah. into the Raiders at Oakland game with the Chiefs. Maybe it was. I don't remember. But uh, but yeah, no, I think that's a good theory. I don't think that's a. It's the only. Is it the only guy in here that has like really specific plays? I, I'm telling you, guy, three? I'd have to reread it. But to me, the, those stuck out. Now I was yeah. Looking I mean, at look, Jimmy I think we, and Derek a little more intently, but. It was pretty nice. I think anyone that's that's listening going, ah, John, that's a stretch, I would say, look, um, as I'm just I'm scrolling back through, I think having a write up on a player that has three specific plays is an outlier in this article. One thing one so, theme of this article that you see sometimes is like a defensive coordinator will say, When we played Wentz I saw him make throws. Like, you see that a lot. When we play Roethlisberger, he still does this. Like, when when we game plan against Andrew Luck, we think he's elite. You see that. But this was, like you said, either they witnessed, like, they're kind of helicoptering in on this. They're not, when we play Derek, we knew he will wilt. It was no. When I studied him, now, again, he prefaced it differently, but that's the way... You don't, oh, I heard something with two minutes and 30 seconds left in Indy. You don't hear, people don't talk like that, right? To, to be able to recite specific down and distance and situation, you know? Also, now, there are a lot of quotes that he doesn't say who the person is, right? But he identifies these people as voter one, voter two, voter three. It would be alarming if all three of them were general managers, right? Yeah, I, my takeaway was like if it, if it said defensive coordinator, you wouldn't think you wouldn't think this. But if all three said GM or assistant GM, you'd go, "Whoa!" My, my takeaway was these were coaches, either offensive or defensive coordinators, or head coaches. That's what I assumed. Because if if a player's on the trading block, a player of Derek Carr stature, like a guy that could be your starting quarterback. You would put a lot of emphasis on your coach and your offensive coordinator evaluating them more than just yourself as a GM. Like you, your your coaching okay. staff, like when it comes to hey Middlecoff, if I was if you if Haberman was a GM and you're like I want you to watch Jimmy Ward, like we're not wasting our coach's time too much until I I give you like yeah I think we should really look at this guy, but if it's Derek Carr and I'm your pro scout, you might go right over my head. Like you might just go to the offensive coordinator. Hey, could you break down five of his games? Like in the you know if this was March first, let's mm-hmm. let's do a deep dive on this guy. You and the quarterback coach, and tell me what you think. Hell, you might even get your quality control guy because you'd want to break down situation. You'd approach it if you were trading for a quarterback, like a game. You would do a very deep dive more than just the the GM scrolling and doing strengths and weaknesses, right? Yeah. It's just too important, and you'd end up paying him too much money. But, again, we – I'm very confident if Gruden could have got Kyler Murray, he would have traded Derek. But, again, he didn't, and he's going to go with Derek. And they've said all the right things. I, I, I think this next thing that – We haven't even read, got to the amazing quote. Maybe it, the most it, amazing quote in the entire article. Yeah, I, I think it was the – it was the – I had to read it twice. Go ahead. Read it. I, you, you do a better job narrating. You want me to do it? Okay. Uh, this does not have... Oh, this says offensive coach. So this quote is from an offensive coach. He is sensitive and needs encouragement, and that is not the style he's going to get. When someone shows disappointment in him, disappointment in him, he shrinks. 
the head coach not coming out and completely endorsing him has to be eating him alive. When there is blame to be placed each week, it falls to the quarterback, and that's going to be a problem. So they had better hope they win, or it's going to be rocky for him. Well, like which, I mean, where, where do you start with that? I think you start with the Sensitive first. Sensitive needs encouragement. The- shows disappointment. He shrinks. <laughs> eating th- him alive. I think Holy you start shit. with the first sentence. The league, because again, this is the league talking. And if you go, like a Raider fan will go, this is just one coach's opinion. Yeah, but the other three voters, who I'm just going to assume for argument's sake are different than this guy, it's, it's, I mean, it's massive red flags on they think the guy's tough, they think he does dumb sh- or they think he's sensitive, they think he's not tough, and they think he does dumb shit. Like, they're not even that ta- We're done talking about, like, he's got a big arm, he can make all the throws. They, they completely, that's irrelevant to them. They think he's a mental midget, they don't think he's tough enough, and I'm not. We're not talking physical toughness. Toughness, because I think we've seen enough. He can battle through injuries and play. It's that, and this is what makes me the most nervous. Of can he be, get back to 2016? He was so confident in the pocket that year. That's the reason he was just slicing and dicing people. And that's what basically they're saying. When the slightest thing goes wrong, and that year a lot of things went wrong when they went 11 and three under his watch, because he had all those fourth quarter comebacks. So they were down in all those games. That's what I think people forget about. They weren't just kicking the shit out of everybody. They were in a lot of tight games, and he made big plays in the fourth quarter when, quote-unquote, guys usually shrink, right? And he he didn't. He rose. And I, I also think they're kind of indirectly saying, well, Gruden's kind of an asshole. He's not the easiest guy to be around for the quarterback, and this is not the best fit. And remember, it was last year, the narrative was you can't swear at him, which I knew was stupid because Pat Hill swears all the time. That's is the NFL, you know. To me, it's more about when you get blasted in a meeting for do- doing like Derek. Yeah, the 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 guy in the screen in that Charger game was not looking at you, but you have to just throw it to your fucking offensive lineman. Like you throw it in the ground, the game is over. Like in the history of wars, when they throw up the white flag, that's we might as well just throw up the, just start walking in the locker room because we just conceded. And yeah, what's the offensive line? At least you tried. That's what the NFL the guy didn't even try to win. And I, well, I mean, like offensive lineman, he'd be like, "Well, you don't you don't know the rules? They're not eligible." But yeah, pick somebody, I, I, well, pick whoever. Somebody. I mean, Jared Cook was around there. Whatever it was, throw a pick. You're saying, yeah, throw a do pick something. If, if. And I think last year. Gruden got crushed, and rightfully so. The, the entire blame of the shit show was on John Gruden. This year, it's like, well, John did go out and get Antonio Brown. They signed Tyrell Williams. They took a first-round running back. They drafted, or excuse me, they, they signed Trent Brown. Like, they've added some pretty key pieces here on offense. Like, the excuses for Derek are, well, can you just play at a highly functionable level? Not even Pro Bowl, but just, that's, a, that's an Andy Dalton, you know? Because that's where I, the league thinks he's terrible right now. I, I, just by because to me these quotes are way worse than his ranking. To me these quotes read like someone you'd see at the end of the list, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think part of that is where he's been. Like people still think what's unsaid here, and which is what you said, is that there's still a lot of skill. Well, and the and the end of the list is full of like first and second year quarterbacks, which we just don't have information on. It's like the Darnolds, the Allens, the Trubisky's. Where like this guy is a, a Max Deal quarterback 
who has been in the mix for a Pro Bowl, and now he's like they have him right next to like Flacco. They they think he's close to being kind of done as a guy, which is crazy. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to go that far yet, but I will not dispute the importance of this year. Like, I, we're going to talk about Jimmy here soon. Derek's played 16 games two years ago, or 15 games two years ago, and I think 16 games last year. It might be 15 and 15, whatever. Like, Jimmy, we died to see Jimmy get 30 games or 31 games worth of sample size, right, for the next two years right. of Jimmy. Then I can right. make, then we can have a legit, you know, we feel concrete about our opinion. Right now it's a lot of like, yeah, this, that. With Derek, like, we have a pretty large sample size now, right? That's We had a lot of game tape. Not just a five-game stretch or a ten-game stretch. Multiple seasons. Now, the one telling thing, this first quote was, when guys get stuck in bad situations. People of the last 20 years go to the Raiders to suck. I mean, that's just a fact. It's why we gave Derek and Khalil a lot of credit. They went there and they succeeded. It's hard. I mean, you just they're moving next year. Their schedule sucks this year. Their coaches, you know, it's just it's not the easiest place. It's not it's not a stable environment. Yeah, if we're going to play devil's advocate, not devil's advocate, but just give some counter here. The multiple coaches uh, is a big part of it, and coordinators, although maybe you contribute to that, right? Like, we talked about that um, before. But I uh, I do think this, especially the way the game is played now and coached now, the guy that screams and yells at his quarterback is not – is that guy in the majority of the minority? Now, I mean, guys do – like, we've been out – coaches do talk pretty aggressively to quarterbacks, but – and I don't know that John like yeah John, Gruden's on the high end of being a dick to the quarterback for for an I, offensive I just, coach. My ultimate point is if your thought is my quarterback is sensitive and needs encouragement, then if you want to get the most out of him, then you coach him that way, right? I, I would think say that's the, the way guys should be. Or I would not. say the majority of quarterbacks fall on that side. I I, I think what was telling here was when someone shows disappointment, like when things start going a little wrong, when it doesn't feel like the coach is like, this is terrible, he shrinks. That's to me, not that everyone's getting yelled at in some form or fashion. you got to treat the quarterback a little differently. I get it. But it's like when things go wrong, he gets shitty. Like one thing I, he can't say this year, and I know he'll say it, like you get smoked in a game, we just got to work harder. Like, yeah, stop saying that, Derek. We, we get it. Like you got to play better. <laughs> That's... That's that's the time. No, agree. I'm not. I'm just saying. Like, I don't think some of this stuff is atypical for quarterbacks in 2019. And ultimately, the coach has a decision to make. Like, am I just going to be who I am with every guy? Could, couldn't or, you have said? Couldn't you have had the same quote for Rodgers? Probably. I mean, I like. It's Jack. Was Jack Del Rio the best head coach for Derek Carr? I do think he treated him very softly, though. That's what was good for him. Like he was just. He was sensitive with him. I, I, I give yeah, Jack maybe. credit on that. I, I think Gruden looks at it like we got to get more out of him. And until the he, he what? But until he until the in, the injury thing got weird. Well, because I think, I think that he was, started. I think he started turning on him. Yeah, I I because they were losing and he realized he wasn't any good. But all I'm saying is, quarterbacks who need encouragement are not in the minority. I don't think. And ultimately, then it's on a coach to say, "All right, this is what I got here." Like we were talking about it with Drew Locke and Vic Fangio the other day. How do I get the most out of this player? And maybe that's where John D. Filippo was really good with him, 
right? But I think if you talk to people about Flip as a coach, like his strength was like with Derek or Wentz, is he's hard on the guys. But in a but he's a quarterback, so in a quarterbacky old way. But he is uh, he yells at you. I know he yelled at Wentz. He yelled at Carl. Like he and again when I say yell, like. That's part of coaching. You just get loud, right? You know, and let's go. Yeah, I think Gruden we gotta is a, be better. You know, you watch you watch like NFL films of Andy. He's all over his quarterbacks. Yeah. I think Gruden is just a little crazier version of that. Yeah, I think it's very fair to say he's the craziest version of offensive coordinator in the league. But you'd say from the outside, you'd go, "Well, I bet Bill O'Brien's kind of nuts with his quarterback." But maybe he's a little more sensitive with that player. I, to me, the most telling part about this entire write-up is I, I I don't know if the league could be any more like you could buy Derek Stock right now, like he's plummeted, you know. So if you are in the buying mode, like you could take a flyer on this stock and it won't cost well, you that much. Yeah, I mean, I think if we just went through all the guys on this list and said, who's the guy this year who's got the most in terms of if he's not going to be on this team, is someone else going to look at him and go, I see what no one else sees. Um. If Flacco, we're past that point with him. Like I, I think just, I think scanning the the league, you could make the case that nobody has a bigger make or break year at that position than Derek. I think you'd probably put Mariota in that conversation too. Um, but it feels like it'd be those two: Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. I would agree. Maybe you know, I don't think Jameis is on that level. I don't think, in terms of just being like quite that make or break. Well, I, you know, you know, now that you bring up Mariota. His write-up was the other one for a guy that's been in the league like four or five years that was pretty down. I think there was a quote that basically said, there are players, where I think it was a defensive coach, where you look at your unit and say, let's make him go the length of the field because he'll fuck it up. That's what they said about Mariota. I, I would put Mariota and Carr in the same category. And, you know, if you told me, a hey, middle class, if you can have one of the two of them right now, I think I'd have to do some research and film study. Like, that would be a tough call. But I think at the end of the year, more than likely, there's a chance both of them are available, right? And both of them have had some success. They've been highly touted guys. Derek's already been paid, so it's a little different. Like, the, the difference would be Derek would get cut and just be available for, like, he wouldn't be getting that much money if it went really ugly. Mariota... I think, is he in his fifth-year option this year? Yeah. So what, like, are, he would just, they would just let him walk? That's kind of unheard of. It's a tough situation. The other part of that quote about Mariota, and this is the other part where it parallels Derek, what you said was exactly the quote, let's make him drive the field, he'll fuck it up. But the first part of that quote was, I don't think he's confident and he doesn't make the tight throws. See that to me, there's the difference of sounds like sounds like the tight throw thing. I feel like I told you that about that was my uh, Mariota scouting report coming out of Oregon. Same. I think the I think the one parallel that was a good job by GM Haberman is that the yeah, parallels thanks. of Derek and Mariota is they carry themselves sometimes like unconfident players. The difference is like when Derek's humming, he's zipping balls into kind of crazy places. Mariota's not. That's where I think if you were gonna take a flyer, like if both of them are available next year and they both look like uh uh-uh, uh you would rather take a flyer with Derek just because he's a little more prototypical where Mariota's a little more new age, but he's a new age without the ability to like sling it, right? Yeah. My gut reaction when you said that earlier, like three minutes ago, was I would just right now, 
it would be Derek. Not not knowing what this year looks like, just because I think there are throws he can make. I think one hundred percent. If you were taking a flyer on either guy to be your starting quarterback, hoping you can resurrect the second half of his career, you know they're both five years into it, so you get the next five years at a higher level. You would take Derek over Mariota. But again, this is this is why I go back to. But I don't think you'd be this, like. If someone's like, I'd rather have Mariota, I don't think you or I could look at that guy like he's nuts, right? No, no, absolutely not. But I also think this is partly – like, John, I know this player's been good. So are you going to build him up or not? I know he's not your first choice, but Gruden, I know he's been good. I'll tell you this, too. If you're Sam Amick or whatever, you're crazy if you don't do a top 30 list in the NBA and do this exact list, right? This well, it is- turns out, John, I think – I'm looking back at my emails – I got an email from The Athletic that I think today announced the expansion of NFL coverage and Sando was like national NFL writer. So this might be his first article for The Athletic. It, I, it is. But I'm saying that this article, even when it was ESPN, was always a big deal. Like this is just a big yeah, yeah, deal yeah, yeah. every I was, year. Sorry, I was addressing something different. Just I, I just think question. this article, with basketball can do a good job on this too. I mean, it's just a sweet article. Well, it's like people like Bob McGinn. Like, I hate anonymous scouts. Well, I don't. I love them. They just say whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, it always pisses me off when people in the media go like, I can't put a name on it. Well, guys, you know, one, they can't. And two, the media, us, we live for this stuff because this, we're kind of the bridge because we know these people and it's healthy. Like, this is how these guys think. Like the one thing clear about this whole entire article is I don't see many like vendettas or whatever. Right? This is what these people believe. Now maybe there's a couple in there. We're all humans, right? Certain well, coaches hate. You get a bunch of people. You're just going to find somebody who hates somebody. But I also I, I've read a couple in this. Might have been on Wentz or a guy where a coach would be like, you know, I don't like him as much, but our head coach love is terrified of this player. Kind of saying like me as a coordinator. I whatever my coach thinks he's good though so it's like that's to me those are very very healthy conversations this is the healthiest article that can happen in the day and age when everything feels just made up on the NFL now partly is you have a you have a reporter I don't even know what you consider is he, he's not a reporter but whatever he is that just knows a lot of people and like can just give a legitimate article right yeah reporter columnist I don't I don't know what it, yeah he's a reporter so you live in Seattle I don't know if he's still – I mean, that's always kind of been – we used to – remember, we used to talk to him a lot, and that's – wasn't he the Seahawks Nation or – I'm sure he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, I I mean, I think just to kind of put a bow on this Derek thing is you might be right. I mean, like there's pressure right on Wentz, but let's say they go 6-10. and 10. They're not cutting him. But, you know, there's pressure on Dak. Well, if they have a down year, they're still going to franchise tag him. You know, the, the Derek is a guy who's been maxed out, who the league thought was like going to be the next – one of the next stars in the league. I think we all thought after 2016, why can't this guy become a top five quarterback? And that feels like he's fighting to just be a top 20 guy. And this, I think, is also what makes football, when you talk quarterbacks, so insane is the roller coaster ride and the ebb and flow of the majority of guys. Like, there's the Rodgers and the Brady's, but most guys. Our Kaepernick, our Carr, our RG3, our Flacco, our Eli, that are fucking up and down, right? That one day you're like, Kaepernick could be the best player in the league. And two years later, you're like, this guy's terrible. RG3, say what you want. I, I never loved RG3, but his rookie year, you went, Jesus, this guy's like a more accurate Michael Vick. And then three years later, he's not even in the league. 
That's that's what makes his position, I think, when we take a step back, evaluate slash have just a healthy conversation about it, why it's so hard. So so hard. <laughs> because it's it's just it's just the hardest thing to do. I mean, it's so difficult. And the more tape they get on young guys, and I think it's natural too for young guys, a young Kaepernick, a young Derek, it's just human nature. You get a bunch of praise, you win, you start feeling yourself a little bit, and it, it, the slightest bit of taking your foot off the pedal can get you exposed to the Mike Tyson uppercut <laughs> like the next game. Yeah, and, and I think the other thing that makes it hard is there are just so many moving parts to a football play, what was called, who executed what. And you never truly know what's coming at you on the other side, what they're going to call despite what it looks like. It's the ultimate thinking man's position. It, it, well, it, it really, to me, and it's been hammered home in my mind, is prob- once you get to the NFL level. like You have to have a baseline of the physical check marks. But once you become an NFL starter, you know every guy on this list is a ch- checks the marks. Some guys have better physical attributes than others, but they all check the marks. Then it becomes all about upstairs and all the intangible stuff that drives the analytical people nuts. But that is what truly separates the guys on this list. Uh, I know there are people out there that are trying to quantify how quickly a quarterback processes, right? Like trying to measure in your brain what you see and how quickly you understand what you're seeing. And um, I think that's the I think that's the next great measurement for a quarterback. But how would you ever do that, guy? Yeah, with, I mean, there, there are people who believe the science will be there, is starting to get there, where you can measure that. So you, you know my thoughts? No, no, no. It's just how quickly you react to what you're seeing, how quickly what goes going into your eyes gets organized by your brain, and you're able to then react to it. You're saying that I'm able to like take a quarterback play and know how fat, like this guy's a half-second faster than that guy? I'm saying there are people out there who believe that they can, yeah, figure out you have to actually, it's not watching film. It's like you have to, you're individually testing people. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela. The mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.